Hello, and welcome to Codish, an exploration of the lives of modern developers. Join us as we dive into topics like languages and frameworks, data and event-driven architectures, and individual and team productivity, all tailored to developers and engineering leaders. This episode is part of our DevLife series. Hello and welcome to Codish. My name is Charlie Gleason and I'm a designer and front-end developer at Heroku looking after the brand. And I'm joined today by Luis Alvarez, who's been a data analyst intern with us for the last six months. Uh, Luis, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, as you mentioned, I'm a data analyst intern and I've been here for the past six months. Um, A lot of the work I've been doing here revolved around our web analytics data. So um, specifically, I've been taking a look at the podcast section, the blog section, and our customer story sections of the Heroku site. Um, I also did take uh, do some work on our third-party content as well as our newsletters, and I had the chance to take a look at some of the social sentiment analytics and brand awareness data we had. Yeah, it's it's. I should say we work on the same team, so we know each other pretty well. So I did secretly know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. You've done an incredible amount of work across a huge number of different you know aspects of Heroku. So so it's awesome, and thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, how did you how did you get to be an intern at Heroku? I was in a program known as Year Up. Um, a lot of people mistake it for Europe um, and think I came from Europe and, you know, got like a degree in uh, like some school in Europe. But it's actually a uh, year as in year 2020 and up as in as in not down, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Europe program, um, it's a year long program. And just to give a little bit of background on it, um, its mission is to create a bridge around what they call um, the opportunity divide. And the idea behind the opportunity divide is that there's uh, millions of young adults in America that are facing social or economic injustice. And, you know, despite their talent and their drive, they they lack access to higher education. And, you know, what Europe does is they try to, like, as mentioned, be that, that bridge and, you know, provide these young adults with the necessary um, education, the necessary hard skills, and, you know, kind of like give them a good direction so that way that they find a successful, meaningful career track. Um, there's also another thing is that, you know, businesses are seeking well-trained and skilled individuals, and there's not enough to meet that demand. So Europe is kind of like uh, facilitating that movement to just kind of get a lot of our youth in America from, you know, different backgrounds to a place where they can, you know, flourish and pretty much uh, live a meaningful, successful life. Yeah, I'm such a big fan of Europe's work. Um, so it's a year-long, uh, almost like boot camp, would you say? Like a year-long intensive? Yeah, it's like a, it's about a year-long. Um, it's almost like a boot camp, I would say. It's uh, pretty similar. So there's two phases. Um, the first six months are learning and development in which you are placed in a track. So um, to define what track means, um, there's data analytics, there's IT, there's project management, there's a variety of other uh, job roles or tracks that they offer, but in my in my case in San Jose, the San Jose uh, Europe where I came from, those were the three that were offered. So these first six months, you are in a classroom, and you learned you learn hands-on skills. So you do a lot of hands-on work based on the tracks. So I I did uh, things such as learning Python, learning SQL, learning Tableau, and um, the core concepts behind each of these uh, software tools. And you do a lot of team collaborative exor- or um, projects, and there is a ton of public speaking, which is 
that was my biggest fear going into the program was the public speaking, which you yeah. do like so consistently for the first six months. And um, uh, regardless of how well you do, you know, it, you learn a lot. They give you a lot of feedback based off um, your performance in front of the group. So I think that's that was like, while I didn't like necessarily uh, feel comfortable doing public speaking, I feel like I learned the most from doing that and being in that position. But along with that, we learned how to... Uh, create a professional resume. We do a lot of uh, practice for our interviews, for like professional interviews. There's a lot of networking um, like tips and tricks that go on as well as, as mentioned, um, we do a lot of feedback. So every Friday we do Feedback Friday and it's your classmates. They kind of um, say, hey, these are some things I notice. I notice that you're good at Excel, for example. Sure. However, I feel that you can... Um, if you uh, you know raise your hand and participate more in class, that would strengthen you as a as an individual because I know you have a lot of great thoughts and ideas, and the class would benefit from you sharing them and whatnot. Oh, that's awesome! So, things yeah. of that nature. Yeah, there's a there's one really cool thing about Europe, and it's that they actually pay you a stipend to um, as you're part of the program. So you get six hundred dollars a month for the first uh, L and D, the first six months. Wow! And it also goes uh, by a point system, so you you have not only money coming to you, but you have points, right? Sure. And I bring this up because um, the way that it works is like every time you do you make a mistake, or like say say uh, they have a strict set of rules, so every time you show up to class late, they remove money off your paycheck, but they also take points off. So you're essentially not making much. Six hundred dollars a month is not a lot, but it's sure. good to you know get paid for an education, regardless. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really interesting system. But say your points drop to zero because you miss homework or you didn't dress uh, appropriately. Like we have a strict dress code as well. So once they go to zero, they you essentially fire yourself from the program and you're removed from the program. Oh, interesting. So it's quite strict in terms of like what the expectations are for you going in and there's like, it feels like feedback, there's like this constant loop of feedback both from your, like the people you're collaborating with in your class, but also from like uh, you're up as an institution or as a program. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think it's really good because, you know, they they teach you so this this stipend and point system what i found is it really helps you develop strong habits so in terms of showing up consistently you know you don't want you wouldn't want to like get money removed from your paycheck because you don't you know because you make a mistake so you're going to essentially the idea is you're going to show up consistently every time like on time you're going to you know do your homework you're going to dress the way that you're supposed to dress and you know no profanity and stuff like that because you know if you do any of that you're basically missing out on cash. Sure. That's, that's a really interesting way of approaching it. Because I think as well, when you're first going into the workforce, it's kind of, there are things that you may not necessarily be aware are, are like um, expected or appropriate. And I think that takes time to learn. So having something that really gives you like a grounding in what those expectations are. Two, two things struck me. Feedback is like a really hard thing to give and to receive. And so taking that seriously and doing it in a way that's respectful is really important. And it sounds like all of this is kind of trying to create a, an environment that is like respectful and appropriate and, and, kind of as close as possible to to a workplace right even if mm -hmm. it's even if it's not um even if it's uh, in, in uh, these first six months of like learning and development it's like you're in a workplace in a way that's really interesting i didn't realize that yeah yeah it's really it's uh i've never like experienced anything like it for sure it's a it's a great program um so moving on to the next phase which is um 
the internship phase, what we call it. Um, so the first six months, you it, once you get through that, you're you basically earn your internship placement, and you don't necessarily know where you're gonna go until like the last week of the program. Oh wow! So you can't really prepare in advance. You know, you can't like, oh, I'm getting Google or something. You know, so you you're not gonna be able to like know where you're going, which is. Uh, I'm not really sure why they do that, but I mean, regardless, you're going to get placed at a great company. So it doesn't really like, uh, it doesn't really matter, I guess you can say, but, um, you're placed based upon your personality. So the way that you interact with others, uh, your interests. So, you know, for example, I'll give, I'll give me as an example, you know, I like, I like brand, I like design, I like things of that nature. And I was placed in, in a brand and content team pretty much. So it was, uh, it's really cool. Like, um, that the instructors actually look into that. But you're also placed upon your skill set. So if you're good at Python, you're going to be placed in a heavier uh, Python role where you're doing more coding, you know, consistently. Or if you're uh, good at visualizations, you'll be placed somewhere where you're, you'll be working more with, uh, you know, data visualization software, creating reports. Um, some advice I would give to individuals that are going through, through the Europe program is, I'll say, advocate for the company that you want because they... While you don't get to choose, they will take what you say into consideration and sure. yeah, and express your interests as well. Because you know, I think the only reason I got Salesforce is because I expressed my my interest in design and you know my my hobbies outside of um, the classroom. And regardless of what you get, make the best out of what you have. Um, sure. Yeah, every company that we are placed in, it's uh, it's definitely. It's a blessing, regardless where you go, you're gonna get placed in a very, very well-known company. So, like people go to Amazon, people go to uh, LinkedIn. So, wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we were so lucky to have you placed on our team. So it's awesome that you did that, <laughs> and then ended up working with us because you know it's 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 we're we're incredibly lucky to have you. Thank um, you. One thing that you talked about that struck me around public speaking, I think that's like one of the things they give you that's like people's you know it's like if you haven't done it before, if you're not comfortable with it, it's like super ang- it's it's really hard. And then, you know, it's just practice and practice that kind of gets you better at it. So that idea of like, or gets you more comfortable at it. Um, so it's, it's, that really struck me. But was there like, were there other things that you didn't expect or surprised you like that? To be honest, I, I came into internship with an open mind. Um, I, I told myself from day one, like, regardless of where I go, I'm, I'm lucky, you know, to be placed or I'm lucky to have gotten out of the classroom because the classroom was tough, you know, so... Like uh, I think I think getting out of the classroom was was definitely great for me. I was just happy to move forward. And um, but what what surprised me, regardless of having that open mind, was just how welcoming the environment at Salesforce was. Like everybody is willing to help you, um, and you know all you gotta do is ask because they've been in sim- like in a similar position basically. So I would say that just the amount of support I received walking in, I just it was unexpected and it was very. Uh, it's really, it's really great, um, for sure. You're based in the San Francisco office. I work in London, but we so all of our interactions have kind of been via Google Hangouts. But uh, except now, when we're in the same room, which is awesome yeah. in San Francisco. Um, but uh, yeah, one of the big like that team that you sit with is largely made up of marketing, right? And they're um, they're incredible. Like I, I even when I started, I found uh, when I first came over here, people were super supportive and super willing to. To kind of help you get used to, I don't know, feel comfortable and, and to understand what everyone does and their roles and how you can be a part of it. And I think that's something that you want, regardless of whether or not you're an intern or if you've been in the industry for 20 years, right? You want to make sure that you are surrounded by people who 
have your best interests at heart. And I think that mm-hmm. that's something that 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 this group has done really well. Um, and and I'm glad that that came across because I think that's so important, um, especially when you're new. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I will mention that my manager, like this is purely based off my experience, but I was very surprised with the amount of time uh, Jennifer, my manager, gave me. She uh, she she definitely put in a lot of effort into building my, uh, I guess, my professional experience uh, through my internship. She like she was ready to go. Like so, I would say like for any manager that is taking on an intern and wants some advice, I would definitely recommend uh, reaching out to Jennifer if possible, and uh, she might be able to help out. So, uh, so they're the good things. Uh, were there challenges that you came across or things you didn't expect or things that were harder than you thought they might be? Yeah, so to start off, I will say that, so I'm from San Jose, um, and I have to make it up to San Francisco on a Monday through Friday, or like, yeah, pretty much like Monday through Friday basis. Um, so the commute, as you can imagine, is pretty, ex- like, it's, it's intense, you know, it's a very long commute. Um, that was pretty challenging. However, luckily, as a Salesforce intern, they provide a shuttle, so you you pretty much like don't have to like take public transportation unless you want to. Sure, sure. Um, that was a plus, but like still, the commute is very long. I want to. I would say like maybe on average like five hours a day. Whoa, but, yeah, that's a lot of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's it's uh, you you can do a lot of things. You can sleep. You can work on projects. You can read. I did do some research. Um, I got actually Google Analytics certified on my way home. So, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah, just, just from the commute. Um, but other than that, um, you know, learning a completely new software tool, um, that was pretty challenging. So to give more context, I, so as I mentioned, I worked with Python, SQL, and Tableau. But for my internship, I, I got a different, like a totally different tool, which was Google Analytics and um, Data Studio. And then there was a few others, but those were the ones I mainly worked with. Um, just having to learn that from scratch was a little bit difficult. Mm. Um, I did have a mentor, and she helped me out. Like, she gave me so much support. So, like, I was able to kind of uh, work through that. However, initially, it was kind of scary because I was like, oh, man, I'm expected to do this type of work. And I have to, like, learn this tool within, like, a couple of weeks, you know, or like a week or so or something. Yeah, sure, because you want to make the most out of the time. And I think, I mean, it's awesome that you had support for that, but it's still, I suppose, something going in that you may end up um, at an organization that uses different tools than the ones that you're necessarily comfortable with. So I guess being kind of flexible to that um, is, is probably worthwhile, right? Yeah, exactly. So I did a lot of uh, dashboards during my time here at Salesforce. And one of the things that was pretty tough was um, properly setting it up. So you have to make it, from what I've learned, very concise and very clear so that anybody who takes a look at the report knows what's on the dashboard. So, you know, from one glance, you see, like, this is sessions over time uh, in a bar chart or something like that. Sure, yeah. So you'd want the appropriate um, you'd want the appropriate uh, title and, like, the appropriate um, description for that so people know, like, this is coming from, for example, our blogs or this is coming from, like, specifically this blog or something like that. So um, being able to communicate data was a little bit difficult to do. It took me a long time and I'm still learning. Like it's not something that I feel I'm a professional by any means, but um, that was that was a little difficult. And lastly, I would say I was still on a stipend. So I was still getting, um, I guess, a monthly pay through the Europe uh, program 
during my time at internship, and it wasn't too high. So that might be a little difficult for some people that might have like, uh, you know, there's some people that have kids that go through the program or like, you know, have bills to pay. So that was a little bit difficult. But I will say to anybody out there that is considering the program, it definitely pays off. So um, the stipend, like, it's going to affect your life. But once you're done with your internship, you're going to have skills that are invaluable. So I'll yeah. say just muscle through it. Absolutely, yeah. I'll put a link to the um, to Europe as well in the show notes so that people can um, check it out and learn a little bit more about it if it's something they're considering doing. They also mentioned, uh, we went to a presentation today from some of the Europe students, um, and they mentioned that there are also remote opportunities there. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're not based in uh, San Francisco, um, like, for example, one of the people that presented uh, was, was coming from New York and working remotely. And I think, you know, so there's, there's opportunities there. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's well worth checking out. It's, um, it's very cool. And I appreciate you taking me along because I had a great time. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it, was, it was really uh, great hearing the stories that, you know, the people's like different journeys and kind of like similar outcomes, getting, getting that skill set of you know, that marketable skill set that they can like kind of advance and improve their life. So what, what were the kind of key kind of takeaways or things that you feel like you learned um, from this experience? Um, I learned a lot, to be honest. I mean, within the, these six months, it's it's kind of like a, it's a long time uh, for sure. It feels like it flew by really quick, but um, I, I learned so much and that could be a podcast in its own. Going back to, to data, um, I, I like I got a better understanding of the of the importance when it comes to clarity and communication. Yeah, I uh, I was thinking I was gonna um, mention that because I think that one of the things that when it comes to like, uh, so I work as a user experience designer uh, as well as uh, as looking after brand, and I think one of the real challenges is like uh, making data digestible and understandable. And yeah. I, I, it's really wild to hear about. Um, your development over the six months and, and like the work that you were doing at the start of that six months is a universe away from what um, you were uh, working on at the end. And I think it, it really shows in the way that you understood like how uh, how people see this information and how people kind of interpret it, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's, uh, it's awesome. I think it's really great. One of the things that a lot of, you know, Europe students might have in mind um, they might be thinking like, oh, how's the workload? You know, how much work am I going to be getting? It varies on on the manager. Um, but one thing that I learned is that, you know, you can communicate with your manager and tell them, like, be. I, I would say be honest um, and be transparent with the people you're working with. If you feel like you're overloaded with work and with, you know, just things to do, you should definitely, don't be afraid to, to mention that. Um, For sure. Yeah, everybody's really understanding. And you'll be surprised with, the amount of work you can accomplish. I was pretty surprised, you know, like I I feel like I I could have done well looking back you always think you can have you could have done better, but um I feel like just looking back like at the amount of work that I did, I was just like wow, like that's a lot of it's uh, <laughs> a lot of reports that uh were put together, you know, and it's just uh one one of the guys said this in the presentation like, you know, you got to trust yourself and trust what you're capable of. Mm, and absolutely. um yeah, so I was uh that like I'm basically taking that away from this experience. Like, you know, I'm not going to, like, question myself. I'm going to, you know, I know that I can accomplish it. And anybody can, you know. So um, that was one thing as well. Um, and so uh, earlier you were talking about how um, the support that you got. So you've met a ton of people, I'm guessing, through this. And Salesforce is, is um, a very, very, very large company. How did you find the kind of meeting people and, and getting to know people and networking and, and, and all of that side of things? 
Um, Jennifer really helped at first initially to uh, introduce me to the team. She's like, hey, you should do a one-on-one with, uh, you know, Charlie, for example. And yeah, we did a, <laughs> we did a one-on-one and whatnot. Um, however, over time, I, like I had got gotten to know the team already. So I, I met the team and whatnot. Um, I met with Jason, the the former CMO yeah. of Heroku, and he gave me really good advice. And one of the things he said, he's like, hey, if you want to have a successful or like basically he was saying, you know, three things that you should do during your internship are these three things. Uh, one of them was you should do as much work as you can because that's going to help build your resume. Uh, two was be uh, basically take owner- ownership of the work that you do. So know your work inside out. And third was networking. He's like, networking is huge. Like, basically, you're going to learn a lot from a lot of different people. And since you're at internship, you know, it's it's something that you should take advantage of, learning from different perspectives, seeing how other people, you know, approach a project or, you know, handle a certain situation. So, again, don't be afraid to reach out to individuals. You can email them and, you know, set something up prior Sure, yeah. And if they don't respond, it's totally fine. Like, I sent probably 50 emails and got, like, maybe 10 responses, 20 responses. I got a good amount of responses, but each response is, um, it's an opportunity to learn and to grow and to, you know, build your communication skills. So I would say uh, if anybody's doing an internship, uh, definitely network. So let's say you had a time machine and you could go back uh, and uh, and give yourself advice or if you had advice for, you know, potentially future interns or future uh, Europe students, um, what would you uh, what would you say to them? For uh, something I would say to myself, if uh, I could go back in time, <laughs> I, would, uh, I would say um, one thing that I wish I did basically is uh, learn more about the data I was analyzing. Sure. So to be specific, um, I was creating dashboards on, you know, our podcast, our blogs, and we have like various blogs, the customer stories. So basically a lot of things uh, revolve around Heroku and I didn't spend as much time getting to know what Heroku was as mm-hmm. I would have liked. And there's a lot of elements that go into like, you know, creating an app and the developer world. So sure. I would have liked to learn more about, you know, apps and what developers do and, you know, how Heroku is valued um, to this to our audience, basically. Um, I also would have stayed more organized. Uh, keep every, everybody listening, you know, like, uh, just, just be organized. You know, it's never, it's only going to help. It's only going to help. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that I, I wish I could have done better and I will do better moving forward. Be intentional about what you do as well. So especially in meetings because, you know, you want to be thoughtful of others' time. I've been in some meetings where I didn't come as prepared as I would have liked, and I wish I can, like, apologize to those people, you know, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've had that a few times, and looking <laughs> back, it's kind of hard to look back and just, like, be okay with it. But, um, but yeah, other than that, um, some general advice I'd give is for those that are doing the Europe program and are students and, you know, will be going into internship, I would say take advantage of the support systems that Europe has to offer. So, we have uh, mentors that we are given. We have a, a coach that coaches us um, through the whole year, you know. And as I mentioned, network, definitely network um, with, you know, not just people within your internship, but your your colleagues and, uh, you know, people outside that might um, might be offer some help and whatnot. But sure. um, some other things I would add, um, so asking for work and su- suggesting projects that yeah. – um, 
kind of coincide with your interest. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, that's how this this that's how this podcast came about. Um, because we uh, Jennifer uh, heads this podcast and and does an incredible job on it. And um, talking to her about it, that kind of kicked off this conversation. And then um, like you and I working on a design project together, which is really cool. And I think that that came about because when we first met in our one to one, I think the first thing you said was like, "I, I really like design. I, I like your work. Flattery gets you everywhere, by the way." <laughs> And, uh, and then, so then, um, you and Jennifer and I ended up having this conversation about like, well, why don't we, why don't we go and do something like that, uh, together? Cause that's, uh, you know, a good opportunity to, to, to work in a slightly different area and see how you like that or whether that's something you enjoy, especially at an internship level where you potentially have the room to, um, explore things like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, this next piece of advice I want to say is more for those that are, maybe nearing the end of their internship or like getting closer to, um, you know, finishing up, wrapping it up and looking for jobs outside of internship. Um, One thing that is very crucial to do is document your work and know the, know the impact that it has on your team. Because when you start interviewing for jobs, they're going to want specific examples on like projects that you did and your thought process. Mm. And you're going to want to know that like the back of your hand. So I would say that that's very, very crucial if, you know, you, if you're seeking a job after internship, because, you know, some of us, like myself, I, I was really like applying to jobs and I, I, I basically, I want to go back to school and, um, you know, get some, get more education, but I want to work as well. You know, I'd like to have Mm -hmm. a job and do that part-time. Also, when you, when it comes to jobs, it's almost like a numbers game at a certain point. So one strategy that a good friend of mine gave me, uh, he said, apply to three jobs a day for a month and you'll land a job. And you know what? Like that actually works. Um, it's kind of excessive and uh, it takes a lot of effort, you know, because you have to research the company. But I would say apply, do do that, take that step and, you know, start early in your internship. So maybe like a couple months or maybe even three months of time remaining in your internship. And I did that for two weeks and I got... I got um, five responses, so like I I did it, and it actually came before that month, and I only got two interviews, but th- out of those two interviews, I got one job offer that I I ended up uh, declining it, which I'll mention why in a little bit, but um, but yeah, that's um, in terms of jobs, that's uh, one thing I would say, and also just remember, no one is perfect, so throughout your internship, just go in, do your best, and um, take your mistakes as you go, and just they're learning experiences, so. I would say, again, just trust in yourself and be grateful for the opportunity. I think that's so important as well. Like, especially when you're starting out, it's really easy to, you will make mistakes, right? Like, it's just what people do. Things happen. And approaching it as like a learning opportunity is such a valuable way to to grow from it rather than like beating yourself up or feeling like it's something you have to be, you know, that, that it's the end of, it's the end of day, the world, you know, um, mm-hmm. to, yeah. So I think, I think that's such a valuable way to look at it and, uh. That's some awesome advice. And I think that's actually advice that's applicable to any internship. I will say as well on the um, documenting your work, I think that's also good for your self-esteem because afterwards you can look back on it um, like almost like a, a portfolio for a designer. You keep pieces of work so that you can uh, reflect on your growth over time. You can reflect on uh, the things you've achieved. And then also if you, you know, when you're going into interview or if you're talking about your work, you have this kind of repository of, of things you've done. And uh, 
I don't know. It just, it feels nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great way to stay prepared too. If, you know, preparation is key. Um, so your internship is coming to an end uh, tomorrow. I mean, not in podcast time, but in real world time. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so what are you going to do now? Um, well, fortunately, I, I was able to uh, receive a six-month contract at Salesforce on the Heroku team, which Woo! is why I didn't take that full-time offer, which, you know, like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'd rather stay here. I love the work that I'm doing, and um, I have some really cool projects coming up. Uh, I'm genuinely so excited. I uh, I think it's going to be awesome. And it's, it's a really good example as well of, of like, the, your attitude towards this internship has been so positive and so enthusiastic. And I think it for it to lead to to a contract and and you know i think that's i think that's so cool and then we get to work together a bunch more which is also awesome because you're awesome yeah thanks man yeah you're you're pretty awesome man yeah no, no, you're pretty awesome you're, you're really awesome man <laughs> we'll take it <laughs> right. um so what kind of stuff do you want to do during that uh during that six months um so i'd mentioned to jennifer that i'd like to learn more about programming and sure. software development eventually i'd like to create an app using heroku but if there's any projects that I can do that, you know, involve some sort of uh, yeah, coding or programming. I'd like to do that. Yeah, and as well, I'm going to be doing some SEO work. So the SEO team is, I'm going to be speaking to them next week, and we're going to get something going there. And I'll also be continuing my data analytics. So I'm going to build upon my current experience and, you know, take some maybe courses outside of, outside of um, Salesforce and just, you know, get get more well-versed in that area. Yeah. Um, and then what about outside of Heroku? You know, it's uh, coming to the end of, of that kind of six months and, and um, finishing the year up program is amazing. But what are you thinking about outside of uh, us and, and that? Uh, yeah, outside of that, um, I'd like to get my computer science degree. So that's something I want to do uh, on the side as, as I'm working. Um, so I'm more of an, this is, this is actually advice for people as well. So I'm more of an artist, like I like design I was initially going to school for graphic design uh, prior to the Europe program, but I think it's very important to keep an open mind because, you know, I totally, like when I tell people, oh, I do data, they're like, that's totally different from art. You know, that's kind of like the perception and it, I mean, it, it's numbers, you know, so like obviously it's a little, it's a little different, um, but basically keep an open mind and keep your skills with you. So keep, keep your, uh, your hobbies with you. My, my art is going to keep, it's going to stay with me for the rest of my life. Sure. However, I'm not going to limit myself to just art. I want to accomplish as much as I can within like the time I have here, like my journey on earth, basically getting like Zen. Um, but yeah, aside from that, uh, I have some personal projects that I've been working on for like too, too long. I, I would say like almost two years. And, uh, it's basically a, a art website that I want to, as mentioned, you know, use what I know from technology and kind of just combine the two and see see where it takes me. But um, personally, I feel that money is great, but making an impact in the world is, in my sense, uh, in my perspective, it's greater. So I'd like to share my natural gifts to the world through the work I do. And, you know, to do that, I'm going to just continue to focus on being the best version of myself and, you know, just pressing through the obstacles that life has to throw at us. Man, that is a very, very nice way to look at it and a really nice way to kind of, you know, um, summarize this whole conversation. I think that, the, like I said, the attitude you've had throughout this whole internship has been incredible and so positive and I'm so thrilled that you're sticking around and um, I'm so thrilled that we get to... I think you said in a meeting a, a couple of weeks back when we, when, um, 
we were talking about like the six months. You're like, oh, I'm so glad that people gave us, uh, gave me their time, and I think we're really lucky that you gave us your time. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because it's uh, it's awesome that you it's awesome that you joined us, and I'm so excited to see what happens next. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. Um, being here has been has been phenomenal for sure. It's uh, definitely it's changed my uh, my trajectory in life, and I uh, just want to thank you as well and the team at Heroku. Ah. <sighs> You're great. Okay. Um, well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, uh, check out the show notes to learn a little bit more about Europe and, um, and we'll try and link to some of the stuff that we've talked about today. And uh, thank you, Luis, for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Codish Podcast. Codish is produced by Heroku, the easiest way to deploy, manage, and scale your applications in the cloud. If you'd like to learn more about Kodish or any of Heroku's podcasts, please visit heroku.com slash podcasts.